before we get into kind of the meat of this episode, one of the things that's weird structurally is this episode has a cold open. Yeah, yeah. And then after a minute and a half, jumps into the standard intro. Well, minus the hi, I'm Chris. Yeah. We don't get Chris at the beginning, but we do have like minute and a half of them out camping, cut to, To you know, the the theme song, and then with the teaser and everything, and then we jump back in, Uh, which is interesting. There's not... It might have to do with like this, like, I feel like it was a conscious decision by them, like the sound engineers to kind of create that sort of immersive effect because it really does feel like the sound design on this is really good yes. and that like it does feel like you you can hear them in the woods and like yep. you can at least for me maybe it's just because i've heard it so many times but to like imagine what's happening is pretty easy and that could be part of it just like getting thrown into the you know you put it on or whatever and there's you yeah. know the leaves rustling and whatever and discussions happening like like oh no i agree in general especially talking about tv like i prefer cold open to hey we're just starting on the theme song yeah yeah basically um, but i didn't but i don't think that that's something that they ever really use like they use no. it here but it's not like hey like from this album going forward we're doing it it's just like now nah, we just decide to do it on this episode and maybe we'll do it again i don't which know which is interesting because not only is it the cold open it's the first track on an album. No, it's not. Oh, it's, it's like not? the fourth track on the album. Oh, on Canada. It's just the first. It's, it's just the first, first Novacom one. <laughs> yeah, it's the first track on a disc. Disc two. Yeah. Anyways, interesting structural decision. For sure. Oh, hi there. Welcome to the pod. I'm Dylan James Weaver, but most folks around here just call me Dylan. Why don't you get the whole family together and join us for another exciting episode of the Wadfam Chalk Pod. It's the first, yeah, but it's the B-side of Cassette 2. Oh, I haven't seen it. I know, but you do, cassettes have one episode per side. Okay. But CDs have three episodes per disc. I'm really glad you've done this math in your head, because I tried to enact (laughs) <laughs> All right. That's why there's six cassettes, but four discs. That tracks. Yeah, I know. I'm blowing Andrew's mind. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I've never really compared that. Okay. Hello and welcome to the Wadfam Chalkpot. I'm Dylan Weaver. I'm Andrew Sabo. And today we are talking about episode 478 of Adventures in Odyssey, entitled Strange Boy in a Strange Land. Yeah, that's... I didn't think about the title until you said it. It is a very dramatic title. It's very (laughs) dramatic and... I mean, assumedly, Jared's the strange boy in the strange land, but the strange land is the middle of the woods? Yeah, and it's also like... Which the premise for the episode is that two presumably middle schoolers are camping alone in a weekend for a weekend in the woods. Oh, yeah. Completely alone. Yeah. And it's like pretty. Is it pretty close to Mandy's house? Is that where they're camping? I don't think so. They they go out of their way on so many occasions to say that they're not in Odyssey. Yeah. 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 So they've got to be pretty far out. Yeah. 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 We, We We'll, we'll cross more of that when we get to it. But the the title is assumedly an allusion to Stranger in a Strange Land. 
What is that again? It's like a sci-fi book that came uh, out in like the 60s. That would make sense. That that, that ties in with their <laughs> references. Yeah. yeah. The Hiker's Guide to the Galaxy and whatnot. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird reference, but... They... I, yeah, I assume that's what it is, but there's no connection that I can come up with, and so it seems like it's an odd choice to be like, let's make reference to this thing, and then... Eh, all yeah. right just just kind of just yeah. kind of leave it at that yeah. i guess um so is this is this the final episode oh no this is the this first is episode. the first episode we're doing off counter moves yeah i'm so happy i love this album this is this is my jam this is the one that i owned and listened to a bunch there and went to the trouble of burning onto my ipod nano in like 2011 which does not feel like only seven years ago but it was and uh yeah i've i've heard this episode so many times which is yeah, great. It's it's a good one. I get some very very strong nostalgia coming back to it. Mm-hmm. So let's listen to the promo on the next Adventures in Odyssey. Forget Odyssey. Don't even talk about it. We drove for hours to get away from Odyssey. A camping trip, a getaway, and a strange boy. I think he ducked behind that tree. Mandy, there's someone up in a tree watching us with night vision goggles at four o'clock in the afternoon. Who else could it be? Who is this boy, and what does he want? Find out on the next Adventures in Odyssey. That's some interesting music. Yeah, it's weird because, like, Odyssey is so well scored in general, and then I feel like any time they do a um, a promo, the audio is just, all, like, the score is all over the place. Yeah, well, and, like, also, I feel like the the score was too long for how short the, what they had oh, to say was. Always has like <laughs> ten seconds on the end. There's like oh, huh. But yeah, there's basically nothing in that promo, which is nice, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not complaining. I feel like but... that's what it should be. Yeah. And also the idea that the narrator is like, "Who is this?" But the guys or the girls in the promo clearly, clearly know who it is. Right. <laughs> like, like oh, yeah. that seems a bit odd, but okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not complaining. It's it's a good deal. <laughs> that is interesting. It's weird though to hear promos for it and like think of it like it's an actual radio show, even though like I only you know I never really listened to Odyssey on the radio. Like I've only yeah. listened to it on live radio like probably three or four times. In yeah, my life, prob- you know? probably the same for me. So like to have the idea that they have promos and don't just exist in albums is very weird for me. Yeah. Okay. So like Andrew alluded to earlier, alluded to you you said it already. Uh, explicitly stated, <laughs> Mandy. Who hasn't appeared yet in this series, as far as I know. Yeah, I don't think so. Nothing. And nothing Sarah, else. who also hasn't, are both here. They're yeah. camping, not an Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very clear about that. Just, just, just on their own. Yeah. Which I mean, cool. I guess. Um, and there's, they said they drove for hours, meaning their parents dropped uh, them drew, off. Yeah, dropped them in off the in the middle of, middle of the woods, and they're like, "Okay, bye. See you on Sunday." Yeah. <laughs> which I guess in a time is, before Seltwell. In a time with cell phones that these kids definitely don't have. Yeah, no, they were definitely just out there, like, with no means of communication. Because even if they had cell phones, what are the odds that they actually have cell service? Good point. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that is the that is probably the, the hardest part about this episode, like, logistically, for me to get my head around, is, like, conservative parents just <laughs> dropping their kids <laughs> off in the middle of the woods, being yep. like, you're just two, you know, middle school girls in the woods for <laughs> three yep. days. 
Maybe, maybe it's just an overnighter. Maybe, but uh, I'm, I'm no, it's a, multiple days. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Friday to Sunday we situation. Definitely have multiple days yeah. worth of them of them being out there. And yeah, it is it is a thing of like it wouldn't stand out as much except that this is Adventures in Odyssey from Focus on the Family, yeah. and it seems like the kind of sort of the kind of sort of. The kind of sort. It seems like the kind of thing that I could have sworn you were gonna say Kindosaurus, and I was like, "Wow, the Kindosaurus, my favorite character in the Good Dinosaur." <laughs> okay, I hate that so much. I hate it too. I'm sorry. Okay, um, moving on. It's the kind of thing that seems like parents would write in and complain about. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and also just like. Anybody with half a brain would realize maybe that's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> but also it's Odyssey and, you know, despite it being the crime capital of the world, yeah. it's perfectly safe. <laughs> yeah, of course. There are spies and computer hackers around every corner, but it's yeah, safe. Corporate espionage. And also, wait, we've established we're two hours outside of Odyssey. At least. They right. said we drove for hours. Yep. So. Multiples. So, yeah. More, more than one. So there you go. Unless unless she's just, you know, hyperbolizing, but yeah. So part of my part of my research deep dive this episode is uh at the time the, like when this aired, the um the actors so the actors are of the kids in this episode are 13 to 15. Okay. So that puts them squarely like 8th or ninth grade. Yeah, and that's that seems about right as far as like how they act and stuff. And yeah. I could see, like, maybe if they weren't that far away, like, right. ninth, ninth graders could do it. Right. Like, well, like, because I'm thinking about, I have a younger yeah. brother who is that age. Yeah. And he'll go and sleep on our, like, out in the fort, which yeah. is distance from the house. Yeah. To the point where, like, you have no idea what's going on out there. But it's not the same as dropping somebody off in the middle of the woods saying, Leaving them. See you later. Yeah. And going home. Like, what food are they preparing for themselves? The, uh, the presumably, I'm, I, it's only stated that they brought marshmallows. <laughs> That's all we yeah. know that they brought. But they don't talk about eating, so maybe they just don't. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's a, maybe Wit told them that, you know, they went on a, uh Imagination Station adventure about fasting and stuff. And oh, like, ah, yeah. we'll just do that. Fast in the woods. Just marshmallows. That's my cheat. Yeah. Back to the actual plot. We have a guy spying on them. Or no, Mandy thinks she sees a guy. In a blue windbreaker. Yep. Sarah says, you sure that's not a bear? Yeah. She says it was wearing a windbreaker. Uh, they, I guess, walk off in that direction looking for him. Mm-hmm. He crawls up into a tree. Yes. They then make squirrel noises. Yes. They then realize that, well, and Mandy even seeing him. Oh, that's right. Mandy seeing him thinks that he's Jared. Yeah. Yeah, she recognizes like that in the first place, like. Yeah. And then, then you get the whole situation where he's there's he's spying on them with night vision goggles in the day during the day. Yeah, but yeah, so he's there. He's they see him. Mandy's like, I think that's Jared. Sarah's like, How can you tell? Mandy's like, Well, you see, when he was running, he was kind of lurching forward. And then Sarah says that uh, lurching is common in crazy people. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I do remember that. Um. So so they run over. They're looking for him. Find him in a tree. He makes squirrel noises. Yeah. Um. Sarah. Okay. So this whole time, Mandy's like, I think it's Jared. And and uh, Sarah's like, it's probably not Jared. Da, 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 da. And like they go back and forth for a while. And then they finally find him. And 
all of a sudden, Sarah yells, it's Jared, let's get him. And Mandy's like, uh, maybe it's not Jared. Like, should we go yeah. after him? And I'm like, did you guys read the wrong parts in the script? <laughs> yeah. Like, I know that character-wise, Mandy's timid mm-hmm. and Sarah's more brash. Um, but but that's definitely a reverse of what was but happening. But like, yeah, it's, it's the exact opposite of what they have been doing, yeah. which is really weird. Um, and, and so they, they, do they get him, right? Uh, he's up in the tree making squirrel noises. He, com- he he also says no hablo inglés. Yeah, that does happen. Yeah. He drops out of the tree, takes off running. Yeah. They follow him, and then they... Is that when they end right, up in the cave? They end up in the cave talking to him. Which is important. So so they chase him into, into a cave, and again, these are middle schoolers chasing some guy through the woods. We don't know how far. Yeah. How do they not get lost? But also, they for sure know it's him at this point. So there's yeah. at least that. Yeah. And then they end up in this secret cave. Jared's secret cave in which he has a bunch of stuff. Spy like gear. spy equipment and a bed. A second bed. Which, as a youth, when I listened to this, I imagined my bed. And imagining how out of place it would look to have like a wood bed frame and a box spring and a mattress in a cave. Right. And like also, how did he get it out there? Right. Right, right, right. Because... <laughs> we'll touch on this later, but he cut a hole in a chain link fence yeah. to get out there. Where did he get a second bed? How did he drag it out there? Did, like, did he just find a bed in the woods? In which yeah. case, no. Yeah, I don't want that. It's definitely or maybe mushy. like bed, they just mean like he has a sleeping bag there. Yeah, and that could be it. But they say but, bed. But they say bed, and like, again, I completely just like believe them and think, oh yeah, there's just a bed in this cave. Yeah. With a bunch of spy gear. Yep. And it's kind of like his second room. But yeah. also what? Yeah. <laughs> Logistically, that just does not check out. Yep. Um, Can we take a moment to just fill in who Jared is? Because I've got yeah. some yeah, I've go got some it. fun stuff. Go so Jared before was just one of the kids in the town. Um, same age as Mandy and Sarah and Liz and the rest of the the kids of kind of this generation of odyssey yeah um even though mandy's been around longer but he, he was the paranoid conspiracy theorist like that was his yeah. that has always been his character he's similar in a lot of ways to cal mm-hmm. i was noticing listening to this where i was like oh there's a lot of stuff here that like cow that would also fit cal's character yeah um so so he had rather abruptly left the show two years prior to this. Was there um, a specific, like, outside of the yep. show reason? So his vo- the voice actor, Brandon Gilberstadt, oh, um, left the show to... He got he to take a lead role on a show on Nick. Oh. So he got a lead role on a Nickelodeon show. Okay. Um, which I'm going to read the uh, description of because it's bonkers. Is that what it's called? It's bonkers? No. Dang it. (laughs) The show is called 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd. Okay. Only the 90 kids will remember. Yeah. I don't. I'm I'm younger than this show. Yep. Yeah, I don't remember remember that. But but here's the premise. 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd stars a schoolboy who got turned into a dog 
by a drifter for being a bad kid. He then ends up in the pound where he is adopted by the last kid he bullied. From there, Eddie McDowd has to perform 100 good deeds in order to become a kid again. What a terrifying premise for a show. <laughs> that is some twisted crap. It's so nuts. That's terrible. Oh no, why? But why? It's so weird. Well, yeah. And so... Also, that would not work today. No. So so Brandon Gilberstadt plays the kid who was bullied, um, who then adopts the dog, Eddie McDowd. Oh. Oh. And so it ran for three seasons. Wow. From 98 to 2001. Okay. And then after it wrapped, he came back to play Jared. Okay. The Novacom saga. Well, thank goodness he came back. So Jared just shows up in the woods. And yeah, it's it's so weird how real life events in like with this actor tie to like the brilliant move they made with his character. Yeah, he was this paranoid conspiracy theorist who disappeared because the actor got another gig. The actor's gig finishes up. He comes back on. They're in the middle of Novacom. So he can totally come back and be like this really good And role. so, yeah, and so they bring him back in and make him like a major player. Yeah, which is like actually just a complete, like, that's a gold mine. That's such a good movie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it was pulled off, but it's awesome. And he's like, okay, so like as one of the kids from Wits End, like, I really do like Jared as a character. Of all the episodes that I remember, and like they go back through a little bit at uh, at the end of the episode, um, yep. which we'll get to later, but... Like, just remembering, like, he's actually just a really funny character, and he has been around for a hot moment, and, like, that's... Yeah. That's... It's cool that they were able to bring him back in this way, and then, like, incorporate him in such a major way, you know? Um, so, Mandy and Sarah and Jared are in this cave, and mm-hmm. Jared's kind of explaining, dodging explaining things. Yeah. He's, like, he makes a comment of, like, oh, how'd you find me? And they're, like, uh, you found us. You were the one spying on us. And then he says, of all the patches of woods in the world, you just happened to walk into mine? Yeah. Yeah, that does happen. And also, like, it is kind of a huge coincidence. Like, how the heck did they end right. up in the same place? Right. It's, it's called lampshading when you take something that's a huge coincidence or something bizarre and just let the characters say that and then you're like and now we don't have to deal with how weird it is because they acknowledged it too so yeah lampshading well and like i suppose but also like the woods are a big place (laughs) and like they could very much be in the same woods and never see each other (laughs) so yeah jared's kind of convinced that they're there for him they're not there for him the girls kind of just move on. Yeah. Uh, oh, is there like, he's like showing them around this this cave with a bed and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And he says, uh, don't touch that. It may be radioactive. Yeah. 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 Ooh. If it's radioactive, it doesn't matter if you, you touch, touch it. it. It's just around you. And then you get the, again, then you get the cancers. Yeah. Oh, and I know he's paranoid. And it's and not. else. But yeah, it's a bad, bad thing. Yep. All right. Then we get the absolute best score of the series so far, which is an excellent like spy theme oh, that just like yeah. carries this. I'll, I'll I'll drop it in in the edit.
Oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, that's that one's really good. I, I do remember that. Um, yeah, this episode just sticks out to me as just one that just top to bottom is really solid, really tight. It ties in really well. Um, and I don't know why the episodes with the kids are just so much better than the other ones. Yeah, but they are. And yeah, I, I generally and I don't agree. think it's because of their like better written characters no or necessarily even better voice acted i just enjoy them more and maybe it's just like nostalgia or whatever yeah there is something interesting about the voice acting though because unlike most well most movies and cartoons with voice acting but also most characters on this show the kids are voiced by people who are more or less the age of the kids yeah which is impressive typically the case yeah and yeah, does make it really interesting. And it's also one of the reasons why you don't see the kids voicing a bunch of different characters throughout the show Which in the nice. same way you do the adults, because they're not really voice actors in that way. Yeah, like they don't do the same right. thing. Yeah. You don't need yeah, a dozen different characters being played by the voice of of Jared because, you know. You just don't need that many kids. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and I think that maybe that is it, and maybe just as you know, listening to it as a kid, like I identified with more of the kids, and so therefore yeah. I enjoy them more. But I don't know. I just enjoyed, like, you you made mention of it earlier on, like, just the episodes with the kids are just better, and I was like, I think you're right, and and yeah. you definitely are, and I don't know why. <laughs> and we might be proven wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We don't have hard opinions. No, no, we don't. Um. Okay. So we go to the commercial break come back from the commercial break an interesting thing with this episode too is that there's one thread with two characters the whole episode yeah there's no like alternate we're not jumping between an a plot and a b plot and a C. like it's a bottle episode yeah um and so we get um we get sarah and mandy waking up in their tent in which point sarah gets mad at mandy for talking in her sleep and then Jared from outside the tent says that she snores as well. Creepy. Very much so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, how long have you been there? And he's been like, uh, a couple minutes. But like, you knew she snores. So probably longer. Yeah. Also. Based on my small knowledge of REM cycles. <laughs> probably about yeah. 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, something just to hit on more Jared backstory and whatever. He is not. Ne- he. Well, I guess he's not now. He was next door neighbors to Sarah. And oh. there's a lot of like... I didn't remember that. We hear some in the clips at the end, but like them like spying. Like there's a... <laughs> he has a lot of plots where it's like him and his buddies spying um, on girls. Yep. We're not covering those episodes. Yeah. I never thought twice about that as a kid. I was like, oh, ha ha. That's what you do, I guess. That's weird. Why? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's like, all that. It's just he, like it's an extension of him wanting to be a spy. Yeah, that yeah. he's also yeah that he's just spying on the girls. But it, it's it's it does not, seem not great. Sp- yeah, the the middle school girls alone in the woods, hours from home. Yeah, yeah. Ew. Um, <laughs> I uh, feel uncomfortable. <laughs> so then, uh, they're just kind of like, eh, we're like, what are you doing here, Jared? Get away! And he's like, he's like, well, you should. 
like I know I know my ways around the woods here. You should just yeah. come hang out with me. Yeah, and, and yeah, and he tells him about all the stuff. Like there's a tree swing and all this. And Mandy's stuff. like, I like tree swings, and yeah. I was like, Yeah, me too, Mandy. Yeah, they're they're cool. I'm like, yeah, I, get, I get that. He also, also there's a stone bridge and like all kinds of random stuff. He also says, Have you ever seen quicksand? Yeah, which there's definitely not quicksand in Illinois. And you know, you do you do just get this idea that like. Jared really is just kind of lonely, and he's just excited to see these people that he knows. And especially Sarah, who, you know, now that you've clarified, I mean, he was next-door neighbors with, like, was relatively close with, I guess. Um, So I can, like, I can totally sympathize with him in that way. Uh, And so he just kind of follows them around and, and shows them a bunch of stuff and whatever. And then they're kind of like, okay, well, we're gonna, you know, go now. And then they like try to get an excuse, so they're like, "We're gonna go braid each other's hair." Yep. And he's like, well, "Can I come?" And they're like, "Oh my gosh!" He says, "Can I come?" I've I've always, always been interested in hair art. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Which is like that hits a little close to home because I feel like I totally did that with girls that I had the crush on, and just being like. Oh, yeah, that's something that interests me. Nope, no, no, not even a little bit, but I'll, I'll do it because you're cute. You're telling me you've never braided hair, Andrew? Never successfully. I tried, <laughs> I tried braiding Grace's hair yeah. once and it didn't go well. Yeah. But no, that's something I think this episode, some this episode does really well is you totally get why, like everyone's motivations are clear, Super clear. and relatable. Yeah. And nobody's like bad yeah jared wants to hang out with them because as we'll get to later like he just hasn't had anybody else around to spend time with and these are people that he used to know and now he's like super excited for that and sarah and mandy are having a weekend away that just the two of them and so they don't really like they were happy to hang out with him at the beginning but get tired of it because they want to spend time together because that's what they're there for and all of that is super valid. Yeah, and like, and that's something that you know doesn't always happen with this show, in that like it's not always the most logical thing, and just sometimes you know it goes with the trope of the character or whatever. But this episode is it's very just cut and dry, like, and I think that does come from it only being like one plot the whole episode. Like, you don't have to balance all these characters and like somehow give them a reason to be interested. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, it was just for sure. It's really good. So then Jared's like they want to so they want to have alone time and then Jared doesn't want them to leave and so he tells them Well, right? Isn't not even quite cuz they they first go they actually do leave him. Oh, okay. And they go back and braid hair and talk about cute teachers. Yeah. Which is also once weird. again like really funny. I totally like it seems in character, but it's also one of those things that's like I'm I don't know. I can't I can't figure out what the bar for what focus on the family will allow is. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's just like their agenda is very much its own thing and they stand for what they stand for and they're okay with what they're okay with and it just all depends on what the writers think. Yeah. You know, like yeah, so the writers are gonna get really pissed off about like violent T V shows and stuff like that, but like right kids crushing on teachers they're like oh yeah kids be kids right you know yeah and it's yeah i'm not yeah i don't have strong feelings one way or the other but but it doesn't yeah the line isn't clearly like 
this is above, this is below, this is taboo, right. this is not, like... Yeah. yeah. It's not consistent. So, anyways, I thought it was kind of a charming scene. Yeah, um, for sure. But then, and then Jared crashes in, and that's when Sarah's basically like, look, good seeing you, but, like, get out of here. Yeah, basically. And so they they start to walk away from him. Yeah. Yeah. Which he's at their campsite just because, I don't know, they got to do something. Logically, I guess, yeah, they have to show the movement or, you know, whatever. And uh, so so Jared decides, he's like, okay, I'll just tell you my secret. Yeah. So. And then he tells them. Yep. And uh, basically it's, you know, his dad worked for, was it, does he work for Andromeda? He yeah, he works for he Andromeda. Was now, uh, was an accountant for Andromeda. He found out about some shady stuff that the company was doing. He told the government about it. And then later he found a camera in a book in his office. And boy, did I never realize how just there are so many cameras and books all over the series. Yep. Um, and so now they're in the witness protection program. And um, and now they're living in the woods. And there's barbed wire around their house that he cuts a hole through, I guess. Um, okay, so two things. One, well, I don't know, maybe more than two things. <laughs> Uh, first off, rule one of witness protection program, don't talk about witness protection program. Yeah. Just like, ah. This is a bad thing. Whatever. But like, he's a kid and he's also yeah. alone and like, he probably, yeah. Yeah. It is. Like, I do totally get it. And sympathizing and like, how yes. lonely he was and like, wanting to be able to share that with somebody. Because even, even if he does have like, a small amount of social interaction, like, these are people that whatever like little thought he put into whether he should tell them or not like it checks the boxes like they're away from the situation they're whatever and they're close enough to him that he trusts them you know yep um and then this is the first mention of a company called andromeda yes and that's all we're gonna say yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's starting to lay... It's laying a lot of groundwork for stuff that's going to start getting tied in together. Yeah. As alluded to by camera and book, which is, like, an example of something that means nothing to Sarah and Mandy, mm-hmm. but a lot to you and I listening. Yeah, because we've, you know, we've heard it, and we we know what well, happened to Wit's office, right. and we know, you know... Yeah, because um, we're, yeah, we're getting... Yeah, and even if you're listening through the first time, you pick up on, like... <gasps> Cameron, Cameron, a book, but yeah. the, the, the thing and the thing that Tony and the, the, the author is, oh my <laughs> word. It, it is really like well written how that ties together. I never, I never fully appreciated that until this, this go through. Yeah. So is this, is this around the campfire? I don't know. That's that later. Uh, no, wait, this, this is, yeah, yeah. Cause it's their last, yeah. it's their last The girls are didn't believe a word. Yeah. The girls are eating marshmallows when Jared shows up again. Right, that's that's what we just went over, I think. No, no. So that was the first time. Then they go away and whatever, and they go off on their own again. They have a campfire later that night, and Jared shows up and he says, I've got some dirt on Jandromeda. Oh, that's right. He comes back with additional info to try yep. and give them. Yeah. Gosh, he... Does they, not leave them alone. Well, no, no, no. They separate and come back together like, like four times. Even though they spend the entire episode together. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So... Mandy and Sarah are like mm-hmm. not sure what to believe because Jared has always been this paranoid kid who kind of blows things up. So yeah, so there there's a bunch of 
There's a bunch of reasons why Sarah and Mandy shouldn't believe Jared. Yeah. Um, which is, once again, so good. Also, can we talk about their marshmallow eating? Because they're at a campfire, they're eating marshmallows, apparently Mandy eats half the bag, and then she says, oh, but half of them, but like most of them were burnt. And so, presumably, she's eaten like 20-ish marshmallows, or has burned probably... 10 to 12 marshmallows, which is so many marshmallows. And also, burnt marshmallows are delicious. I intentionally burn my marshmallows sometimes. You're the worst person. I know. Uh, I mean, there are a bunch of, like, middle schoolers hanging out in the woods with no parental supervision. Yeah. Of course they're eating a whole bag of marshmallows. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, but I was I was just more taken aback at how, uh, how they objected so violently towards burning marshmallows. I... I am 100% you, with you're like a, You're a golden toasted no kind of man? No burnt marshmallows. I, I would, would rather eat a marshmallow raw than eat a burnt one. Oh, I mean, I can I can see that. That makes sense. Because the burnt <laughs> part tastes, like, different and weird. And it doesn't necessarily taste good. I just love how soft the inside gets. You, sir, have a problem. I do. I do. It's just... I just... Ugh. I can, I can like... I can really toast a marshmallow well, too. I just don't have the patience for it. So, they're talking again... He's just dishing out more information about about things, trying to, you know, get them to believe him. They're like, uh, I don't know. At one point, I think Mandy says, I don't know what to believe. And he says, I can tell you what to believe. Focus on the family. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Uh, there's also a quote. I don't remember why this comes up, but. Jared, at one point, when he's like just ra- oh, when he's just rattling off conspiracy theories and whatever else, he says "quote unquote" World War Two, which no, <laughs> absolutely not. That is, I don't care how nuts you want this guy to seem. You don't put that in there. Just don't. We are not trivializing World War II as a conspiracy theory. Get out now. <laughs> Please thank you. Just no. Absolutely also, not. nobody thinks that. Who thinks that that was a conspiracy? Just, just, no. We're just not, we're not dealing with this. Yeah. Like, I, I know that there are conspiracy theories or theories around that, but like, I can't, I've never heard anybody ever be like, yeah, that just didn't happen. This is, it's just a joke, guys. Yeah, I'm sure if you hang out on the wrong parts of the internet, you can get there. I'm looking at you, 4chan. But, (laughs) oof. But like, yeah, just, just don't, don't, don't. It's just unnecessary. Um, And then so, adult, nameless adult walks up very kindly. I think he's officially credited as witness protection agent. So, that's that. Yeah. Um, Jared's presumably homeschooled. Oh, currently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At at this point in time. Um, But but Odyssey doesn't do episodes about homeschoolers because the one time they did, everyone hated them. Did they really? That's one of their only, like, this episode was never aired again. It's like, Officer Harley... I've never listened to it. And episode about homeschooling where they were like, parents like were like, hey, we should have a homeschool character. And so they made one and did an episode. And then parents were like, no, that's horribly stereotypical. Get rid of it. I feel like I did hear that. It I might be I'm... on the lost episodes. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think I've heard it. I think um, that's, oh my gosh. Yeah, we don't, we don't touch it. We don't talk about it, even though that's like 90% of our demographic, <laughs> which is very odd. <laughs> I don't understand how they managed to screw that up. <laughs> Maybe they'll try again. Maybe they have. Like, you know, 15 years <laughs> removed out of a 30-year show. Actually, probably even longer than that, because I 
think it's way, way back in the beginning, uh, if I remember it correctly. Anyway, so this stranger comes up, very weird um, voice, and is like, oh, hey, Jim. And they're like, what? Like, this is Jared. And he's like, oh, well, he has been known to tell a few whoppers, hasn't he? It's time to go. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I I haven't heard a lie seriously be referred to as a whopper. Like, oh, yeah. oh boy. Yeah, that was weird. And then very unnecessary. So he gets he gets carted away, and Mandy is like, "Was that uh, was that Jared's dad?" To which Sarah's like, "No, cause she's his neighbor and would know what his dad looks like." Yeah, yeah. Continuity, guys. Very nice. Very nice. Well, double written. thumbs up. Yeah, it, it, oh, oh, I love it when the universe does that. That just oh, I love that. So like, then they go to sleep. Yeah. Wake up the next morning. Yeah, and then they... So he says before they leave to meet him at the cave. Yep. Um, and so the next morning, they're like, oh, you know, we should do this. So they go, they meet him at the cave. The cave is empty. Uh, Sarah says, is this the right cave? And I, like, audibly just groaned very loudly, which is, given the public setting in which I was listening to it, caused me a very large deal of embarrassment. Sorry, lady on the bike next to me. Um... Anywho, uh, Mandy sees the human tracking oh, uh, yeah. tracks on the floor, which is also like adult very impressive. Yeah. Oh, and the slight breeze in the mm-hmm. cave is so good. I yeah. love the audio engineering yeah. in yeah. the show. Yeah, and like you can hear like the crunch of the like the you know the the loose little cave yeah. soil. So they then go to. Then they're like, I guess he's gone, and then they're like, I guess we'll look for the house. Yeah, and so they go to the house. They, that's when we get the situation with the chain link fence. And they're like, how did he get through there? And they're like, well, if he could, we could. And so they do. And so they find a note in the box, like in a loose floorboard mm-hmm. um, in his room. Yep. And so, and it's written in code. Yep. And Manny they were told, he told them that he had like, yeah. a, they, he said like his, his bedrooms in the Northwest corner of the house and under the floorboard, there's this thing and they know what the Northwest corner of the house is because they might as well. Well, maybe they at least had a compass. They were alone in the woods. <laughs> Andrew has points, guys. Sometimes it happens. I, <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah, so they, they find it, um, Mandy recognizes as a code that they used to use when they were younger, and so they- Yeah, yeah, it's the code he passed around when he was concerned about the adult revolution, so he gave all the kids oh, this code. Was that in an episode? I don't think that I was in there's an a, episode. There's reference to, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that was something that I had forgotten about. No. But yeah. No, it's not. Oh, what a delightful thing. He's such a good character. He's always been such a good character. Um, yeah, so they get back to Wit's End, they tell Wit about all this, and then they- Because of course. Yeah, of course. You know, I mean, he is God. And then they decode the letter, and, uh, Manny comes in and she's like, was it moved again? Beware Andromeda. Yeah. And then I think that's where the episode comes well, out. Well, yeah, they mention, they mention out the book trope, or the, the fact that it was in a book. Yeah. Which gets Wit very interested. And then it ends with him saying, you hear Wit on the phone with someone saying, have you ever heard of Andromeda? Well, I'd like you to look into them. Breaking out some spy connections. Let's go. John Avery Whitaker, spy. And God. And also a spy. And Albert Einstein. And focus on the family. And a spy. Yeah, and so then it cuts to the uh, the outro where Chris is like kind of reintroducing Jared's character, which is yep. again really interesting how they do it because it's completely different from normal. Yep. Uh, and so they play a bunch of old clips where Jared's a kid. 
It does make sense to some extent, though, because it's two years after it. Yeah. And unlike most times when they bring a character back, there's a lot riding on you knowing who the character is. Yeah. And I think they do a good job ex- of establishing it in intra in the episode. Mm-hmm. But then they're just like, also, let's talk about the times where Jared's maybe stretched, you know, the truth in stretched the past. reality, yeah. And they just play a bunch of it. And then we get Chris with the sickest roast of all times. Yeah. And she <laughs> then goes... Now let's play the the time when he, let's play clips of the times when he was level headed and told the truth. Crickets, literal crickets, literal crickets, <laughs> and then we got to the credits. Yeah, it's such a burn. Like oh <gasps> oh boy, <laughs> which again is very interesting because like spoiler, you know he's telling the truth. Also, but they like totally set it up to be like mm, maybe he shouldn't be, and like maybe we shouldn't take it seriously. Yeah, you know? but they don't. I don't think they hit us too hard with that like i think it's yeah i don't know write into us if this is your first time listening and and let us know what you think of jared yeah and so then it just it it cuts out and yeah uh, any closing thoughts for you on on the episode i'm i i just like the self-contained it is really nice i thought like even the logical fallacies in it i really don't feel like take away from the episode um i really enjoyed the characters obviously yep. like jared i said i really like him I think Mandy and Sarah are... It's nice to have some female characters that are, like, you know, actively involved. Yeah, I like... I've always liked Mandy a lot. Yeah, I've always liked Mandy, too. Sarah, I didn't have... I don't have a strong connection to. Well, she was always younger. She's more of a bit player. Yeah, yeah. And, um... But, like, Mandy, there's some serious, like, character development in her um, earlier episodes. Yeah. No, there's some stuff here where I was, like, clearly, like, the camping trip should have been Mandy and Liz... Yeah. But they wanted Sarah to there as the connection of being yeah. Jared's neighbor and whatnot. And I don't think that was a bad call. It was no, just yeah. kind of like, there was a couple points in which I was like, ah, in this episode, Liz is played by Sarah. Yeah, like, basically. Yeah. Cal is played by <laughs> Jared. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they are. There's a lot of parallels. And I, I don't know if that's intentional, if that's like really good writing or really bad writing. Yeah. If that's like... I think a lot of it is just, like, we have to keep Mandy as the timid one, which means that whoever is with her needs to be bold. Yeah. And while that would normally be Liz, this episode we have Sarah. Yeah. And and I think that's important. And also, like... No, I don't think it's bad at all. Also, did they tell their parents? Or was there just this awkward car ride home? Where they're like, how was the camping trip? And like, (laughs) oh, we braided hair and found a tree swing. And ate a lot of marshmallows. And went in a cave. And didn't go in quicksand. No quicksand. They don't have that here. But yeah, that, that's a good point. That, uh, and I feel like if they're telling wit, they probably but had tell, to tell, have. Yeah. But, but I don't know. Well, they don't sure. mention that. So yeah. So that is uh, more or less the episode. We've, you know, covered Taking everything. points, yeah. Uh, it's been a little while since we plugged stuff. What do you got, Andrew? <laughs> uh, well, as always, I have the Andrew Sable podcast that I haven't put up an episode in, in quite Nine some weeks. time. Nine weeks? I'm not counting. <laughs> Jeez. I really do need to. Um, I'm also, I'm going to say this here, so I can't back out of it. Uh, I'm starting a new project. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have a name, but I'm going to go through the scrub soundtrack, uh, song by song and just plug where it fits in with the show. Um, scrubs is my favorite show and I really like how the song plays into the plot. It just punctuates the emotions of the episode really well. So I'm really excited to go through that. Um, a lot of my friends really like it, so it probably won't be only a solo project. And 
uh, with Christmas break coming up, I really do hope to get another episode of the Andrew Sabo podcast up uh, at Andrew Sabo on Instagram and Spotify. I just made a new playlist called Groovy Feels. There you go. Nice. Uh, yeah. So uh, listen, listen to that. You you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. There's this- an Andrew Sabo Scrubs podcast coming. Yeah. So, combining two of Andrew's favorite things. Here, here's the name. It's going to be called My Soundtrack. There you go. Three of his favorite things, even. Scrubs, music, hearing his own voice. <laughs> uh, on, on my end of things, we've got uh, Redbox reviews, as yeah. always, preferably on Instagram, but also Tumblr and Twitter. You do you. Um, and then also Christmas Playlist has come out very recently. It's called That Time of Year Again. It's on Spotify. It's a lot of uh, alternative bands doing Christmas tunes. So if you're into that, check it out. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Wadfam Chalk Pod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Cooperative. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at WadfamChalkPod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at WadfamChalkPod at gmail.com. Episode 9, Strange Boy in the Strange Land, was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us next time for more of the Wadfam Chalk Pod.